This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, April 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden meets lawmakers on infrastructure. Budget shifts federal priorities. And OSHA pick brings union background. Biden woos Republicans, but how far will he go? President Joe Biden is meeting with a group of Democrats and Republican lawmakers today to build support for his giant $2.7 trillion infrastructure package, the American Jobs Plan. So far, there's little reason to believe that he'll win over many, if any, Republicans, especially unless he agrees to scale it back significantly and agrees to pay for it some other way than by increasing corporate taxes. Biden said on Friday, I'm hoping we will have some bipartisan support across the board. I've already spoken to some of my Republican colleagues about dealing with the infrastructure legislation we have up there, as well as other budget items. But one GOP senator who will be there, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, told ABC News yesterday that the price tag was, quote, way too high. Why it matters. Well, Biden needs to win over Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat of West Virginia, if the package is going to pass the Senate through the budget reconciliation process. And Manchin used the Washington Post op-ed last week to warn against overusing the reconciliation process to pass bills on a partisan basis. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended the scope of the infrastructure plan during an interview with CBS Face the Nation yesterday. Hopefully, the need is so obvious now that Republicans will vote for it. We'll see. For more on this week's policy agenda in D.C., you can read our Washington Week Ahead at Agripulse.com. Biden seeks big shift in U.S. spending priorities. Biden on Friday finally released a long-overdue outline of his budget priorities. While it's only a bare-bones summary of what he'd like to do, one thing is clear. He wants a dramatic shift in spending from defense to domestic priorities. The latter include addressing climate change and beefing up regulatory agencies. The plan would increase non-defense discretionary spending by nearly 16% while holding defense spending relatively flat. By comparison, the Trump administration proposed cutting domestic spending by 7% last year, notes the consulting firm Michael Best Strategies. The chairman of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Sanford Bishop, the Georgia Democrat, welcomed the proposed spending on climate policy as well as on nutrition assistance, housing, schools, and other Biden priorities. The coronavirus pandemic has laid bare many issues Americans are having, and it's Congress' duty to respond. When we invest in America, we are setting Americans up for success. But Steve Ellis of Taxpayers for Common Sense calls the budget summary, quote, a carnival mirror, thin on details but fat when it comes to spending. You can read our report of the budget summary and Biden spending priorities for USDA and other agencies at agripulse.com. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Biden taps former labor attorney to run OSHA. Biden continues to emphasize union experience as he fills out the leadership at the Department of Labor, announcing his intent to nominate Douglas Parker to head the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Parker, chief of California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health since 2019, was an attorney at the United Mine Workers from 1997 to 2000 and served in the Mine Safety and Health Administration at Labor for more than five years during the Obama administration. Now take note, under Parker, Cal OSHA issued its own emergency temporary standards for COVID-19, specifying workplace conditions and an executive order directing the Labor Department to consider whether an ETS was necessary. By the way, under Biden's budget, DOL workers' protection programs would get an increase of $304 million to $2.1 billion. NRCS committed to bolstering staff and field offices. The acting chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, Terry Crosby, says he's committed to making sure the agency is adequately staffed in local offices across the country. The agency is currently trying to hire some 1,500 staff members. From soil conservationists to technicians to foresters to biologists to soil scientists, we're looking at all of our disciplines, he told AgriPulse. NRCS employs approximately 11,500 people in its 2,900 offices. 90% work outside of the D.C. area. Corteva moving away from Dicamba. Corteva AgriScience is dropping its effort to get a developmental Dicamba product approved by EPA. The business decision will allow EPA to focus its resources on other important agriculture technologies and Corteva to focus its resources on our leading enlist weed control system, the company said Friday, confirming a report in DTN Progressive Farmer. The company expects to increase its market share for the enlist system from 20% of soybean acres last year to 30% or more this season. Keep in mind, the decision to move away from Dicamba technology allows Corteva to avoid potential surprises in the future as EPA continues to face legal challenges to the drift-prone herbicide from both environmental and commodity groups. Brazil soybean exports blast off. Brazil's soybean exports got off to a slow start this year thanks to the delayed harvest. But the Brazilians are already at a record pace for overseas shipments after a very busy March. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Brazil shipped a record 13.5 million metric tons in March, the second month of its current marketing year, beating the record of 10.9 million tons in March last year. And FAS says April may be another record-breaking month for exports. 
with an extensive lineup remaining, the potential for record shipments in April exceeding last year's 14.9 million tons is a possibility, the agency said. U.S. beef exports to China surge in 2021. U.S. meat exports continue to be hampered by congestion at West Coast ports, but U.S. beef shipments to China continue to rise at a record pace, and Philippine importers are increasingly importing more U.S. pork to make up for damage from African swine fever. The Chinese imported 16,500 metric tons of U.S. beef, worth $124.1 million in the first two months of this year. That's according to the latest data compiled by the U.S. Meat Exports Federation. That's more than a 1,000% above the pace of shipments in the same period last year. U.S. pork exports to the Philippines in January and February together, twice what the U.S. shipped in the two months last year, said USMEF. That pace is expected to increase now that the Philippines is raising its quota for imports and lowering tariff rates. Here's today's He Said It. We are willing to negotiate with him on an infrastructure package. And this trillion-dollar number is way too high for me. But negotiation has to be something different from what we had on the rescue plan. That's Senator Roger Wicker, a Mississippi Republican, to ABC News on today's meeting with Biden about his infrastructure plan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 12th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.